This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, August 10th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama has issued hundreds of commutations of federal sentences in recent months, placing him among the presidents who've used that power the most. But what about pardons? Adam Bates, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, says the president has been historically stingy with pardons. Uh, the Obama administration likes to uh, take credit for uh, President Obama giving more commutations than his past nine predecessors combined. Uh, but what they leave out of that is that he's actually one of the stingiest pardon presidents uh, in modern history. Uh, the DOJ started keeping records of how many pardons uh, were granted by presidents in about 1901. Uh, And since 1901, President Obama has granted fewer pardons than any president. Uh, So these commutations are great. It's a step in the right direction. But when your sentence is commuted, they're just taking years off the end of your sentence. So you're still a convicted felon. You still have all of the the civil penalties and the the collateral harm that comes along with being a convict uh, versus a pardon, which is... Uh, either the crime didn't happen or we don't think that what you did uh, justifies punishment. So your record is wiped clean if you get a pardon. So it's true that President Obama has issued a lot of commutations. He's at a very high pace for commutations, but he's at a, a, a historically low pace uh, for pardons, which kind of balances out the, the analysis a little bit. So how does uh, his process for making these determinations differ from previous presidents. I know you want to play it safe in, in some ways. You don't want to commute a sentence and then have somebody go back out and, and, and re-offend because that reflects on you. Right. So as you said, uh, the president has plenary pardoning power. So they're it, co- consistent with the Constitution. There is no necessary process. The president could simply do it. Uh, under President Obama, uh, under what's called the, the clemency initiative, uh, which came into being in, in 2014, there is a long, laborious process uh, involving pro bono uh, defense attorneys, involving U.S. attorneys, involving sentencing judges uh, that all get together and process these applications and go through on an individual basis and look at what the person uh, was convicted of, look at how they've behaved uh, since they've been in prison, and then try to make an assessment about whether this person is is a good candidate for commutations in order to prevent uh, what you said, releasing the wrong person and having that person go out and, and reoffend. Weldon Angelos has been sort of a cause celeb for uh, libertarians, somebody who was put in prison for, uh, was sentenced rather to 55 years in prison for selling small amounts of marijuana. There may or may not have been guns uh, present at the scene. They certainly weren't used or, or brandished, but uh, Weldon Angelos is at home now with his family, had nothing to do with President Obama. Uh, that's correct. And, and when people look at this list of commutations, they, uh, they will see that the vast majority of these are for nonviolent drug offenses, but they will also see a lot of firearm charges. Uh, and it's important to understand that most of those firearm charges are still related to nonviolent drug offenses. So it's not necessary, as you said, that they brandished it, that they threatened anyone with it. Simply having a firearm in your possession, either as a felon or as somebody who's engaging in nonviolent drug activity, uh, still gets you hit with a felony uh, federal firearms charge. It's an enhancement. Right. And in cases like Weldon Angelo's, it can be a huge enhancement. It It can add decades to your sentence. You said that President Obama is on a historically low pace for pardons, but don't pardons typically come in the waning days of a 
uh, presidency. I know President Obama has ramped up his commutations process just in the last two years, but doesn't the the pardoning, the the substantive pardons for people, don't those come in sometimes the final hours of a presidency? Absolutely. Uh, it's worth mentioning that even compared to other two-term presidents, even in their first term, President Obama still lags behind when it comes to pardons. But you're correct. And there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful uh, that the pace of his pardons and commutations are going to pick up as we head toward the end of his administration. Uh, and and yes, it's for, for a variety of reasons, it's very common for presidents to issue pardons and commutations. Uh, even after the election on the way out the door uh, of the last days of their administration. So what is the hope? It seems like he's taken this process pretty seriously, that he would like to be uh, remembered for good things, and this certainly for nonviolent drug offenders. Uh, getting these people out of prison, getting them back with their families is a, is a good thing. But uh, I mean, what could he do to... to Pick up. Well, as I said, it is a good thing. I, I don't want to be too harsh on it. Uh, it's a step in the right direction, uh, but there are still more than 10,000 uh, pardon, uh, pardon and commutation applications waiting. Uh, this, as I said, this is a long, laborious process under President Obama, and it seems like uh, it could be streamlined. He's going to have a hard time getting to those uh, numbers that he aspired to and that a lot of criminal justice reformers had hoped uh, he would attain when he took office. Uh, and also, as we said, the, the commutation is different. When you get a commutation, you're still a convicted felon. You still may have trouble getting a job, reintegrating into society. Uh, it would be nice to see a lot more pardons uh, where these people have a much better chance to, to get get out and, and reintegrate and be productive members of society. Uh, he's, there's still time for him to make this a big part of his legacy, and hopefully we'll get there. Are there crimes that are represented in the commutations that he uh, has issued thus far that are not these low-level drug crimes that carried these sort of draconian penalties? Uh, the vast majority of these commutations are for nonviolent drug offenses. Now, you may have uh, conservative critics say that these are not low-level drug crimes, uh, but they are. They do tend to be nonviolent drug crimes or nonviolent uh, firearm possession. As I said, there are some that are that don't seem to be drug crimes. They may be firearm charges. They may be money laundering. Uh, but without going into each individual case, these are still the types of crimes uh, that that would be ancillary to uh, to drug trafficking or the drug market. Adam Bates is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.